This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I am so thrilled because, oh, I just got a chill. It is really cold in here. Hmm. Well, for one thing, I don't have a fireplace. Huh. I'm freezing. I need to investigate. Just give me one second. Oops. Oh, dear. You're not going to believe this, but it's 105% true. When I moved my tower of breakable plates, which, well, I might have accidentally lost a few. Anyway, when I moved those, and then after that, when I shifted aside the stack of bricks I've been collecting, I discovered a secret passageway in my studio. A tunnel, if you will. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? You probably are. What if Little Hedgehog and BB traveled through their tunnel once again? Let's find out. It's called Little Hedgehog Returns to the Tunnel. Take it away, Adelia. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go. Mr. Hedgehog had been saying no a lot lately. Dad, can we stay up all night and perch in a tree dressed as birds? We aim to understand avian sensibilities, Mr. Hedgehog. Uh, no. Hello, Dad. Good evening, Mr. Hedgehog. Okay, bye. We're off to spend a week in a cave. No. Oh, hi, Dad. Are you okay with Bibi and I traveling to the quarry and rock climbing there until dawn? Without anything to harness us, except our zeal for adventure, Mr. Hedgehog. It's only 18 miles away, Dad. No. This wasn't terribly unusual, as Little Hedgehog and Bibi enjoyed throwing everything at the burrow wall to see what would stick. Can we host a snail spaghetti feast for the entire forest in our burrow? No. Could we use your kitchen to concoct a new... No. Are those new glasses, Dad? You are looking very distinguished today, Mr. Hedgehog. No. Finally, after so much rejection... Dad, can we paint my room neon green? No. Little Hedgehog and Bibi retreated to Little Hedgehog's room to discuss their predicament. Bibi, yes, Little Hedgehog. Is my dad broken? I believe I understand your question to mean, is your dad's internal gauge that guides his parenting decisions off-kilter, leading him to reject our ideas without cause? Or have we simply presented him with an unusually long series of unreasonable ideas to which he is responding appropriately? Exactly, BB. How can we tell which it is? We must perform a test. Okay. We must ask your dad something which he has been inclined to allow us to do in the past. If he says no, it will indicate he is, in your words, broken. If he says yes, it may indicate the fault lies within us. Clever, BB. Thank you. So, early on a Saturday night, 
They again approached Mr. Hedgehog with an idea. Hi, Dad. Good tidings, Mr. Hedgehog. Hey, what are you two up to? Well, we were just wondering. Yeah? Dad, can we travel through the tunnel located conveniently behind the bookies in my room? Little Hedgehog and BB grinned. A few years back, Mr. Hedgehog had been only mildly vexed when he'd learned Little Hedgehog and BB had traveled through the tunnel leading from Little Hedgehog's burrow to an underground water recreation facility. He'd impressed upon them that they needed to ask before doing such a thing in the future. He had implied that traveling into the depths of the tunnel was a swell thing to do, so long as they asked. Now they were asking. Mr. Hedgehog looked from his tiny, prickly daughter to her best friend. Their eyes were wide. He took a sip of his tea. Sure, you can do that. For a moment, little Hedgehog and Bebe just stood there in silence, staring. We, we can go through the tunnel? Mr. Hedgehog, you are saying yes? Dad smiled. Yeah, seems reasonable to me. I'll come fetch you when it's time to come back. In that moment, it dawned on them that their test had provided evidence that Mr. Hedgehog's internal gauge guiding his parental decision-making was not, in fact, broken at all. On the contrary, it appeared that their many requests might have been unreasonable. Hmm. Huh. Sound good? Dad said, still smiling. Um, okay. Uh, we'll go through the tunnel then. We shall journey below ground through the meandering tunnel, Mr. Hedgehog. Have fun, Mr. Hedgehog said, and turned back to his tea and his book. Little Hedgehog and BB scampered to Little Hedgehog's room, still astonished by the turn of events. But after so much rejection, it was exciting to have plans. It was time to venture into the tunnel. It was located just behind Little Hedgehog's bookcase. In order to move that, they'd first have to take down the large cork bulletin board hanging next to it, which held dozens of photos of Little Hedgehog and BB's adventures. The two tiny hedgehogs carefully lifted the board off the wall. Bebe was especially careful not to allow her prickles of steel to sink into the cork. Then, Bebe used her prickles of steel to push the bookcase out of the way. Mm. They both stared into the dark of the tunnel. Wow. Whoa. Bebe, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That it is still rather difficult to believe there is a tunnel of this size and quality conveniently located directly behind your bookcase? Little Hedgehog's eyes twinkled. No. That it is a good thing I created this highly detailed paw-drawn map from our prior adventure through the tunnel so that we have a keen sense of where we are headed. Bebe withdrew a folded paper map from her prickles. I didn't even know you did that, Bebe. 
that perhaps this time we will encounter real myrrh hedgehogs who possess both prickles and fins. Yes! Yay! Yay. Bibi dashed into the shadows and grabbed the tiny lantern she'd brought just in case of adventure. Then, together, they scampered into the dark of the tunnel. As they traveled deeper, they created an original song to help pass the time. Into the tunnel, into the tunnel, into the tunnel we go. What will we do? What will we see? I don't know. Don't ask me. Little Hedgehog and Bibi stopped and blinked. The surprise singer was a tiny spider hanging by a slender thread from the tunnel's ceiling. Oh, hello. Greetings. I guess I got carried away with your song. It moved me. Aw. Thank you for your contribution. They continued onward. As they went, Bibi traced a tiny paw along the path she'd drawn on her map. I believe we are about to pass a rather interesting-looking rock jutting out from the tunnel's wall, Bibi muttered. Is that it, Bibi? Little Hedgehog trilled, pointing. Ah, yes, precisely. Huh, is it me, or does that rock look a lot like... Mr. Tuttles. Mr. Tuttles was their gym teacher. It really does bear an uncanny resemblance to him. They continued on. We are about to reach the point at which the path veers to the right, leading to the underground lake replete with recreational water activities. Yay! Yay! But as they went... Scampering over slippery stones and stooping when the tunnel narrowed, it struck them both that they didn't hear anything. The last time they'd approached the cave lake, they'd heard it long before they'd seen it. This time, everything was silent, except the drips coming down from the ceiling. Bibi stopped. According to my map... It should be here, she said, brandishing her lantern. But the path was blocked with boulders. Hmm. Huh. A small bug ambled by. Hello. Greetings. The bug reached up and pulled off its headphones. Sorry, I was listening to No Stone Unferned, the quest to find the world's largest fern. It's an audio documentary. Oh, okay. I've heard it is auditorily impressive, but narratively uneven. That's a fair criticism. Do you by any chance know what happened to this pathway? Little Hedgehog said, gesturing towards the blocked passage. Pathway, the bug said. In this precise location, there was a pathway that led to an underground lake as well as a tax preparation center. Did it get closed off? Yes, it appears so. I don't know anything about a tax preparation center. Oh, okay, 
Enjoy your documentary. The bug ambled away. Little Hedgehog and BB exchanged a significant look. The tunnel was silent, except for a large crow nearby. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the tunnel was silent, except for the screech of a lone bat nearby. BB peered at her map, wrinkling her brow. Then the light of BB's lantern flickered out. Hmm, huh. For a few moments, all they could see was absolute darkness. Then, slowly, without the aid of the lantern, their eyes rose to the occasion, adjusting to the dimness. Bibi, do you see that light? The two tiny hedgehogs peered into the distance. There was, indeed, a faint light visible. Bibi folded her map and tucked it away. They headed towards the light. The two small hedgehogs had begun the night's adventure believing they were heading towards a familiar place, one that would offer few surprises. Now, as they scampered off their charted course, they imagined the wonders that might await them. Maybe the tunnel leads to a magical underground rainforest with a river made of fruit punch. And rafts made of enchanted rice cakes that never become soggy. Or maybe it leads to a secret lair that houses plotting mongooses. And the mongooses are plotting to hypnotize all of the area wombats into performing in their whimsical circus. Little Hedgehog and BB giggled. Then they heard a sound. They scampered closer and peered around a curve in the tunnel. They gasped in delight. <gasps> they gazed into a large cave where rows and rows of animals sat watching a small pool of water. The ceiling of the cave was outside their view, cut off by the opening of the entryway. The two tiny hedgehogs crept closer far enough so that they could look up and watch as an ostrich stalked out onto a platform looming above the pool of water. The crowd hushed. The ostrich hesitated for a moment, then leaped into a twirling dive from the platform. Wow! wow. Little Hedgehog and BB crept into the cave. A voice came from a loudspeaker, echoing, What an extraordinary dive! Let's see what the judges make of it. Little Hedgehog and BB found seats and watched as three judges, mongooses, all of them, who did not seem to be hypnotizing anyone at all, held up large cards with numbers on them. We've got an eight, a seven, and a nine. It was a diving competition, and it was delightful. A frog went next, catapulting himself off the platform into a series of somersaults. 
Landing with the mildest of splashes. Impeccable form. Let's see what the judges think. And on it went. Little Hedgehog and BB learned that the etiquette of the diving competition dictated silence, punctuated by restrained applause. Once each diver met the water's surface, it was charming. An elegant salamander flipped so many times on his way down to the pool, the entire audience seemed to hold its breath until he slipped beneath the water without so much as a ripple. And when the lone hippo in the competition barreled off the platform, the audience politely withheld comment until after a great wave of water splashed over the lot of them. That was unexpected. I did need a shower. After the hush of the event, the after party began. The diving champions received their medals, and the band began to play. The spectators shuffled out from the bleachers and milled around. There is something delicious about being free to move about and laugh after subduing oneself for so long. Bibi, we can finally giggle! I can finally be my fanciful self once again. Unlike the cave they'd visited the first time they'd traveled through the tunnel, this cave had only a tiny pool of water. Aside from that, it was an enormous open area. There was a dance floor where the mongoose judges, once stoic, now let loose, leading the conga line. Scampering through the crowd, Bibi saw a familiar face. Little hedgehog, I see someone I believe we've met before. Is it Mr. Tuttles? That would be interesting. No, it's the largish hedgehog who we met in the cave with the underground lake. Oh, let's go say hi. They ambled over to greet the largish hedgehog, standing behind a counter. Hey kids, what can I get ya? We've got glow-in-the-dark hula hoops, roller skate rentals, rollerblade rentals if you're more modern-like, bubble solutions, sticker books, balloons. But I'd probably stay away from that given the sharpness of those prickles you got there, he said, looking at BB. This also doubles as my accounting office, so if you need your taxes done, I can do that for you. The hedgehog pointed a paw at a newly painted sign that read, We also do taxes. Bibi grinned. It's lovely to see you again, little hedgehog trilled. We previously made your acquaintance at the underground lake with recreational water activities. Ah, okay. Good to see you again. I enjoy repeat customers. It was a great place, wasn't it? What happened to it? Long story, long story, kids. Well, not too long. Tunnel collapsed. It happens. They're hoping to clear it out sometime next year. Oh, okay. It is impressive that you pivoted your business so effectively as to deal with the unanticipated change. Look, there are two kinds of hedgehogs, kid. Those who pivot their entrepreneurial endeavors without a lot of belly aching, and... Ah, I forgot the other one. Little Hedgehog and BB exchanged a look, but said nothing. You two want some roller skates? 
They did, in fact, want some roller skates. It was fun once they got the hang of it. Although, as B.B. spun around on the dance floor, her prickles of steel popped several animals' balloons. Sorry about that. My apologies. Well, that one came out of nowhere. There was a tap on her prickles. B.B. spun around, expecting to see the irate owner of one of the deflated balloons. Instead, it was Mr. Hedgehog. Hey, B.B. Good evening, Mr. Hedgehog. Do you know where a little... Hi, Dad! Little Hedgehog said, twirling over on her skates. Oh, hello. It seems you found us, Mr. Hedgehog, even though we ended up in a different cave. Uh, yeah. That alarmed me a bit, but I found you pretty quickly. I'm just a little disappointed because I was hoping to get my taxes done. He held up a folder of documents. Little Hedgehog and BB smiled. They pointed to the largish hedgehog and the We Also Do Taxes sign. Ah, nice. They had a fantastic night. Little Hedgehog and BB skated. Mr. Hedgehog had his taxes done well before the deadline. BB purchased balloons to replace the ones she'd popped careful to hold them well away from her prickles. Aren't you a doll? Thank you. Then they all scampered home through the tunnel. On the way, Little Hedgehog and BB tested Mr. Hedgehog's internal gauge for parental decision-making. Dad, can we fly to Japan on the back of a large crow? No. Mr. Hedgehog, could we have a snack when we arrive back at your burrow? Sure, of course. Dad, can Bibi stay for a sleepover at our burrow? Yeah, it's fine with me as long as her mom's okay with it. Mr. Hedgehog, can we turn your burrow into a trampoline park and invite all of the forest skunks to jump the night away? Definitely not. I think he's working, Bibi. Me too. What are you talking about? The two tiny hedgehogs giggled and scampered ahead towards home. Oh, I have an email. Who could this be from? Dear Rhea, have you been vacuuming frequently? Please adhere to our request to vacuum no more than once per quarter. The gnats are nowhere to be... I'm just going to skip through this nonsense, and I will vacuum as much as I want, thank you very much. Okay, let's see. How could you not travel through the secret tunnel you discovered in your studio? Are you seriously not going to see where it leads? Oh, what a great question. I mean, I don't know. I suppose it could lead to something interesting, but it might not. That could be underwhelming and waste my time. Time is precious. I'll think about it and get back to you. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. 
Thank you to my Little Stories Premium subscribers who are making it possible for me to continue sharing stories with children around the world. You can get more of the stories you love and an ad-free listening experience and access to Little Stories for Sleep by visiting www.littlestoriespremium.com. Thank you so, so much to Adelia for this super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you so much to the many premium subscribers who supplied sound effects for this story. Thank you to Maya, Gabby, Enzo, Lily, Trevor, Ailey, Iris, Sloan, Olivia, Lenora, Joy, Felix, Ayla, Theo, Sylvie, Leah, Millie, Lorenzo, Francesco, Domenico, Ivy, Fiona, Louisa, Jonah, Lillian, Jasper, Ruby, Mila, Eliza, Charlotte, Harper, Waverly, Winter, and Kira. And thank you, as always, for listening in.